forever. Eternity. You don't need people anymore. Nothing you can do about it. Content. Nothing you can do. Content. You will be mashed up, cut up, repackaged for someone else's need. And the world's largest media company <laughs> creates no content. Yeah, we're not producing the content. <laughs> we're allowing users to, to share. I hereby declare this to be an unlawful assembly. I want to know what they're talking about amongst themselves. And I want to spread that content to the people who aren't this content yet. It's normal for some things to come to your attention. And we're back for another episode of Are We Content? Where I'm your host, they call me Mr. X indeed, but you can call me Chud. All right, look, I've been looking at the sky for a few years now. Well, I've been looking at the sky since I was a child. We all do, right? The sky, it's a natural part of our existence that's right there. But I didn't really start looking at the sky until after, you know, going through flat earth and all that kind of stuff. But then even still, I wasn't really looking at the sky until about four years ago is when I really started doing it. And I've never used the word rigorous for my sky observations, but they wind up being kind of rigorous because they don't mean anything unless you know what you're looking at and they know what you're looking for. I saw things before four years ago that I almost regret seeing now, although they were the most amazing things at the time I'd seen a lunar eclipse, a full lunar eclipse in its entirety. I'd seen a solar eclipse in its entirety, a full solar eclipse. I even have a picture. I maybe I'll put it on the Instagram. You guys can all laugh at me because I'm a NASA fanboy wearing a NASA shirt. I've got welding goggles on because I don't want to hurt my eyes. <laughs> and I was out there. And even at that time, uh, we were we were on vacation and we were staying at a hotel. And while we were at that hotel, one of the cable stations that came in through there was like NASA TV. It was 24 hour like ISS and NASA coverage of things that were going on. And because the eclipse was coming up, I was like watching it. I was like paying attention to that stuff. I didn't look for strings <laughs> on the ISS. I didn't know what I was looking for. I watched the eclipse. I was like, wow, it's so amazing. But all I really pictured, all I really pictured was the globe, the solar system globe model. Back when I saw that, that lunar eclipse, same thing. I've seen other crazy phenomenon with sunrises and sunsets before that. And it all didn't mean anything until four years ago when I started kind of in air quotes, rigorously watching the sky when I started being able to put these things on a hook and making sense of them and trying to actually understand what's going on as opposed to prior to that, I was just observing something that I thought was well enough observed by the scientists out there that I didn't really need to pay attention. And here it is four years down again in quotes, rigorously watching. And every week there's something where I go, damn, I wasn't looking at that right starting over <laughs> i'm starting over on all these different observations of where the sun comes up where it goes down when it happens when the equinox is when the solstice is where this is where that is and i can go on and on and on with words like that right now but then that's not even including the night sky and the stars <laughs> which is another level of of observation that you need to again rigorously watch to even make any sense of it other than just being wow that's pretty so welcome to Are We Content? I have our, our resident skeptic, Moral Bob, with us tonight. We're going to be talking about the sky. 
Bob, how you doing over there in Texas under that big open Texas sky? <laughs> well, it hasn't been quite open recently, yeah. and I'm, yeah, but I'm doing good, man. It's uh, it's been chilly. It's been really cold, mm-hmm. um, like just crazy, crazy cold, which uh, you know, goes to all of that observable reality we speak of, man. Just like. <sighs> If you if you rigorously observe your surroundings, you realize that shit ain't what we're told and stuff doesn't line up. All right. And that's without, as I was saying, rigorously in, in quotes, that's without actually being rigorous. I'm not taking right. notes and writing shit right. down. If I was rigorously doing this, I'd have notebooks by now and have multiple almost, notebooks. A better word would probably be uh, habitually. Yes, that's good. Yes, I yes. habitually observe my surroundings. Mm-hmm. Like it, I don't take notes. I don't. I'm not like, <laughs> you know, very scholarly about it. Mm-hmm. I just I log it away in my head, and I just observe and, and recognize patterns and shit. Um, and people that, you know, there's a there's a a growing group which I, you know I'm I'm super open to of people that think that they aren't actually spraying anything in the sky. Mm. Right. Um, that's that, odd. That that's <laughs> that, that in the, in itself is a conspiracy theory, which I'm open to. I mean, okay. they would, the idea that they would spray or just make water vapor or whatever, yeah. uh, innocently just to fuck with us is a high possibility. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's, that's for sure something they would do. So it's not off the table of just outlandish. Um, so I think it's probable, but at the same time, I can watch, I can observe and um and predict weather. Yeah. Just just by watching the sky. Um, but I, you know, as you were stating, watching the night sky, uh, watching how the sun and the moon interact, watching all of these things, you start to notice things, right? Like I've we're about the same age. I've been watching the sky since I was a little kid, man. And and anybody probably of a certain age, you know, I'd say maybe 30 and up, give or take, has, you know, had some period of time in their life where you were outside at night and you didn't have a cell phone, you didn't have shit, and you looked up. Like, that's what you did. You went outside, yeah. you just gazed at the stars. I've always loved gazing at the stars at night. Um, And... Man, it just I'm, like I'm just at this point where I don't think anything that we're looking at is real um, and real in a sense as um, it's altered mm-hmm. at, best. at best, you know, at okay. best it's altered. And that goes for the sky, the sun, the moon, our weather, like our observable reality mm-hmm. is not what I think real reality is, if that makes sense, right? Okay, I gotta I gotta interrupt and tell you some stuff I read just today. All right, I found myself on on a little rabbit hole. I wasn't going hard at anything at all, but I ended up on the old uh, World Meteorological Organization, the, oh. the WMO. Are you familiar with that organization? I am actually. Yeah, it's one that's easy to overlook, but it's got the flat Earth logo. It's part of the UN. It's the World Health Organization is right next to it. And they're the ones who do the rigorous uh, observations of the sky and tell 
all the meteorologists on TV, like what to say, essentially. And where I ended up on was uh, I was looking at their descriptions of different clouds and they've got the uh, homo genetis clouds. Yeah, right? man-made. Literally man, means homo man-made. and genetis means made, <laughs> man-made. Okay, cool. We got that. But then there's like there's like different classifications of those, right? They've got um, uh, a cumulus, which are the ones that would come off of a, um, say, a, a smokestack. And it goes out and it spreads out and becomes part of the clouds. But then there's one that's, I believe it's pronounced cirrus. It's like C-I-R-R-U-S, uh, homogenetis cirrus clouds, which are the long ones, which are only found behind jets. That's what they say on that organization's website. Yeah. And what, and that all that's nothing new. Okay. Right. We all know that, but I don't know. I clicked one link. I clicked one surface deeper and I found another page that is, it says after a, a genetis, homogenetis cirrus cloud has been there for more than, I believe it was 10 minutes it changes status because the ones that are just that dissipate and go away. Right. There's a different status. And the name that they use for it is um, it's kind of wild. Homo mutatus. Uh, Homo uh, mutatus clouds. Homo mutatus surus specifically when it's that. And the pictures they use are all the pictures, not all the pictures, all the scenes that I see up in the sky that are spread out chemtrails. There, where there's a thick side and then it kind of wisps out from the other side as it's a long streak go- going across yep. the, the sky, which is like 90 fucking percent of the clouds I see. And the oh, title yeah. for that is Homo Mutatus, Human Mutated Clouds. I mean, I didn't have to look up what mutatus means. <laughs> right. I'm just assuming right. that's what yeah, I think we well, I think we can kind of put two and two together. On yeah. That one. Yeah. We don't don't um, have to have two brain cells to rub together for that. one. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's. It's all right there in our face. Like, yeah. Like and and to think that they're not controlling the weather or manipulating things in any way is such a naive, lazy position to take. Like it's so intellectually lazy and so ridiculously naive. Like, mm-hmm. they have been talking about controlling weather for 100 years. Open. Yeah, more more, right? more than 100 years. Um, I would, yeah, but I mean, like, like really out in the open about it. Well, I always um, go back to, to 1914 or right. so was that San Diego one. And that's, right. it's, it's so clearly documented. However, yep. that's not necessary. That is not the government attempting to do it per se so they say that's that's that could have just been a story to kind of interject into but i'm not sure any of that happened because that flood was so severe and it happened during the san diego exposition and right when you read about when you go deep on the exposition i'd love to ask someone like howdy mikowski you know if he's ever heard of that flood from that because he goes so deep on those expositions and stuff like someone who just has dug in deep as fuck on that specific one but no one ever no, i've never seen anything reference a flood for that yeah i do can't even go that deep anymore like i just don't care to i went <laughs> super super deep on on viruses and vaccines and super deep on flat earth and blew out a fuse s- or something super <laughs> deep on 
like one or two other little things and i like i can't i just can't anymore like right. i can't like i don't i don't have the bandwidth to do it anymore well um, it becomes an energy suck mm-hmm. it becomes that it becomes that that is a, a energy vampire in your oh, existence dude, hours can just vaporize yeah when you're going down deep rabbit holes man it can just vaporize you can be like mm-hmm. oh fuck I, it's three hours later fucking <laughs> a all right um which you know i think there's a time and a place in everybody's journey that you need to kind of go through that because through doing that you do kind of pull the veil back and realize that everything is everything we're told is bullshit and if you do you know deep dives on all of it you you get behind the curtain on all of it i think that's why we i find there's a lot of people in the conspiracy world who are former addicts of one thing or another and right. it's because <laughs> you used to waste so much of your time and then you got to fill that time with something that takes up a whole bunch of time and rabbit holes are really perfect for that <laughs> they really are because you can you can it, even like it's like smoking a cigarette you go down one for a little bit you know 10 15 minutes here and then go back about your business and come back to it and go a little bit further and you know kind of keep coming back to it and just going further down the hole um which is what i i did a lot of was just kind of where i could if i had 10 15 minutes i'd I'd go back to whatever i was researching whether it be vaccines or flat earth or whatever um and just go back and pick up where I, I left off and just keep digging. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we get and to mention that, man, I think we get too deep into those rabbit holes and we forget the observable reality. Mm-hmm. Right. And then yeah. Occam's razor, mm-hmm. which I like to quote a lot because generally the simplest answer is the correct one. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, is everything that we're looking at being manipulated? The obvious answer is yes. Like, like it's so blatant that the obvious answer is yes. Yeah, even even if you leave room open for it to be like unintended manipulation. Right. If you leave it for unintended as well, then that's absolutely the, like right. the easiest, most simple answer to, to like everything. Yeah, which, you know, when people are like, oh, well, they wouldn't do it on purpose. It's like, well, yeah. then they're incompetent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, then they're doing it, and they're so incompetent they don't realize the damage that they're doing, or or that manipulating weather has negative consequences, and they just like or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Like, they're either evil or incompetent, and in either situation, should we should we give them power? Um, but like, I've even verified. I, I thought about I thought about you the other night. I was looking at the sky. It was, it was kind of, oh, I was going to work in the morning. So it was like five in the morning. And the Big Dipper was in this weird ass place. I haven't seen the Big, Big Dipper in a while. Um, it's kind of just vanished out of my sky, which is weird because I always know that it's in the like northwestern low towards the horizon um, area this time of year for me. Mm-hmm. and because it's come it's going like this right like yeah so it, it's circling around in the summer it's kind of like over here mm-hmm. um in my northeastern sky kind of looking up north and east and higher in the sky but i haven't seen it and then i saw it in this really weird place 
late. It was just completely random. I just looked up and was like, oh, fuck, there's the Big Dipper. And it was almost in the right area, but it seemed too small and its tilt was in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait a minute. Wait a fucking minute, because I've told you, I think, I think it was long, probably a while back, you may not remember, that I've been watching Orion. Yeah, yeah Orion yeah. starts tilting a different way. Like, mm -hmm. it, he's not traveling the arc through the sky that he's supposed to. Like, if he starts here, he's supposed to go up and kind of curve around, and you should see a curve. But he's actually going this way. Like, he's going the opposite way. Right in the curve trajectory, which has really thrown me off because I've watched these constellations my whole life. You know, most people know, especially city people, the ones that you can still see in the city are Orion and the Big Dipper. Like mm -hmm. you can you can pick those out, and if you yeah. really if you know your stars, you can you can pick out some other ones. B but Big Dipper should be an easy one to place because. Mm -hmm. That's like like uh, Boy Scouts. I learned you find the Big Dipper, you can always find North because yep. you got the four that create the cup and you go to the outside edge of the cup and from the bottom one, go straight to the next one up and keep going straight and you'll always find the North Star. And that's even what I yep. I believe personally, and I've heard other people, I wouldn't have thought it if I hadn't heard someone else say it, I don't think. But that's that the Big Dipper goes around the North star every day. You can't observe it all day because it's light out, right? but it should go around that. If we could always see, we would be able to see it going in a circle around that. And that's what the swastika is based on. Right. Is that arm going around the, the center point. Yeah. It's a, it's a symbol of the creation of energy, you mm -hmm. know, in this energetic realm, in this, you know, um electromagnet that's also spinning what's around to, and creating all of this energy it's the big wheel the big wheel in the sky keeps on right. turning you know yeah <laughs> yep. that's what it's referring to i'm pretty I, sure dude i've been calling <laughs> i've been calling out um not necessarily calling out i guess just trying to point out people's either being purposefully inaccurate or arrogantly inaccurate yeah there was one guy that that said something recently um and he was like yeah you know this time of you december 31st isn't is the new year because the people that worship whatever mm -hmm. um you know this is at its highest point or something and i think he was he talked about polaris he was like polaris is in its highest point in the sky on december 31st and I was like, no, okay. it's not. Okay. I was like, Polaris doesn't fucking move. I said, what's the highest in its sky on December 31st is Jupiter. <laughs> like, so if you want to talk about worshiping something, you're I don't know if you're being purposefully inaccurate. And what but, defines high? Like, because it keeps getting higher and higher and higher, and then it's gonna get start getting lower. Right. right. <laughs> you know, like uh we're not measuring the dist I mean, the only way you could say that is if you thought you were measuring a distance out to it. I don't know. Whatever. No, well, I think he just meant like from horizon to horizon. Yeah. Highest point in the sky. Sirius. He said Sirius. <clears throat> and I was like, Sirius doesn't move. 
<laughs> Sirius is the only stationary celestial yeah, so, body. Yeah. Like, like, come on, guys. <laughs> like, this is well known and well documented that Sirius doesn't move. Like, uh-huh. stop posting false information. And, but that just adds to my everybody's a fucking fed mentality, though. Well, everyone's uh, everyone's if everyone's not a fed, they're all misinformation agents without realizing it. Right. You know, uh, it's like, do we blame? Do I blame my third grade, my first grade, my kindergarten teacher for showing me the globe? You know, uh, right. They didn't know any better, <laughs> you know, and, and this person, they fucking read some thing somewhere and they're just repeating what they're what. And all of us are doing the same thing, too. I'm, that's what my point is of the of the watching the sky. I'm trying to see things for real for myself. I think it came up right. on here. I don't know if we were recording or not, but we were talking about the the low point of the sun, the solar minimum, staying there for three days at the solstice and then coming back. And I'm like, yep. I would love to observe that. I I might even talk about that. I might repeat that information because people seem to really accept it. But I've never observed that. I've just never I've never had the opportunity to observe that. Um, I, w- I wish we had clear skies all the time and I didn't have a job because <laughs> well, I would just observe it always to, to be able to measure it. Like you'd have to get some pretty good instrumentation and yeah, record yeah, yeah, keeping. But... Like you're talking about the, the sun will just come up and go down in the same exact spot three days in a row. And so, you know, but, but I see it, I can see a difference day to day when I do catch sunrises day after day. Cause I'll stand in the exact same spot. Yeah, And I'm slightly back inside the woods and I have trees that haven't moved since yesterday, you know, unless they're blowing in the wind and whatnot, but they're like, and I'm looking at the the landscape of the horizon with them. I'm looking out towards the mountains and I can be like, all right, it came up at the, as this, as this hill's going up right here. And now it should be a little to the right of that this morning and bam, it is. And I can certainly see that after a three to four day period, you know, it's, it's yeah. like the width or two of the sun that's different. And, you know, yes, I wouldn't be um, scientifically measuring it. I don't have a, st- I wouldn't have a stone to look. I mean, this is why there would be a stone with a hole in it to look at it on the solstice on this. Right. Stone. Cause you should be able to sit there and watch it come up through that hole, not, be perfect three days in a row and not before and not after you know that's right. that's the old old school scientific method right there yep um and no i wouldn't be doing that but if i could if i could observe it for that entire week the entire week seven days surrounding those three days i think i'd be able to go yep it reached a point it didn't go further and now it's moving back you know be cool um, to observe Oh, got it. Actually watch it happen. There are a million things I want to observe. One of the things that brought me to this subject tonight is um, this week, I was really trying to get up early enough with a clear sky to see a right side of the moon rise before the sun. And I think I could have seen it, except I didn't. Because, again... Like I was saying at the beginning, you observe and you observe, and then you realize there's more to observe and you didn't know any of it before. At one point, I didn't realize that the right side of the moon, when the moon's lit on the right side, the sun's always on the right side. It seems to always be that way. Right. And when this, when it becomes the right side, you never see it in the morning because the sun comes up and then it comes up. It's following behind it. But this week, 
the moon on the right side was staying up real high. So I figured, I figured I should be able to, if I get out there while it's still dark, I should be able to see that come up and over to the right of it a little bit later, see the sun come up, but clouds and conditions. It was never Uh. perfect. I never saw it. And I'm not sure that I would, if I did have perfect conditions, this is all kind of cerebral. Nobody's telling me that I'm not reading that and repeating it. (laughs) I'm just observing, observing, and then going, is that possible? Like, like a year ago, I started wondering if that's possible. And now was the first time in a year that I've realized that that was something I could observe if I could. And then I couldn't now, now it'll continue to be on the back burner possibly forever. (laughs) Yeah. I remember when I first started watching the sun and realizing that, um, when you watch the sun come up or set, it doesn't come straight up. Like when you Mm -hmm. see it peak out of the freaking horizon, you're not just going to stand there and watch it just kind of go straight up and over you. No. It comes up at an angle and then goes down at an angle. Mm-hmm. You know, and the it's first always, time I observed that, I was like, what the fuck? And like, I did do that a little last night with the moon, which was still up really high after the sun had gone down. Which, and I went and I stood behind my silo and I put the moon, I stepped so that the moon was like perfectly on the peaked point of the silo and i watched it basically slide down the side of that while i stood there for like 15 minutes in the 10 degree weather outside hell yeah Uh, (laughs) but it was worth it even though i didn't it wasn't a spectacular thing to see it's just a little more information a little more and you know as i talked about that observation the rigorous observation aspect too it applies to so much more than just the sun just the clouds just the stars just the moon it's even the mountains around me, the mountains that I've grown up around. I'm seeing them more and more all the time as I observe, because they're part of that sky. They're part of that distant right. horizon. And I'm like, in the last couple of years, I've come to realize a couple peaks that I thought were a part of one thing are like actually way taller mountains that are really far away that I, Oh, wow. Which is why I don't see them all the time. And then I found this, um, this website oh gosh it was six months ago i can't remember what it was called and i don't really recommend it it was janky as fuck but you could take photographs and it didn't work for me because you needed a smartphone but i found some photographs they had from my area and you line it up with this chart that they have and you can tell what all the peaks are in the distance and it made it so i was able to see what a couple of those were and i'm like oh shit that's another hundred miles into Canada and it's a fucking massive mountain back there. That's why I oh, only shit. see that every once in a while Yeah, because it's fucking, it's too murky to see that far. Most of the time, it's only on really crisp, crisp winter days usually that you can see it. Yep. You know? And all of this has always been there. It's always been there. So is, this, so is this the sun, moon, stars, clouds. They're always there, but we don't see it until we see it. And then we see it more. And then as soon as we see it more, there's more to see beyond that. And that's just standing here with no binoculars, no telescope, no anything. Right. Just our just our own brains just and look. eyes. Yeah, just, just look. look. Just, just look, look around. Just look around. That's all I've ever asked people to say, like or do. Just, just look, look at it. Yeah, just just observe reality. That's mm-hmm. why when like I've gotten into arguments with people and they'll say shit like uh one dude 
thought that the sun and the moon were always 180 degrees away from each other uh, i was yeah. just like oh yeah okay it's like god damn dude like you don't like we can't we can't have a productive conversation because you don't even know what observable reality is nobody like, does and this was this was i saw this so clear and of all things the real the, the truth was revealed through a garfield comic a three-panel <laughs> garfield comic not no truth was revealed but it really showed me the way people think about things uh my my 10 year old son loves garfield and we've been reading all we've been getting from the library all the first garfields reading them in order as they were published in the paper oh that's cool it's kind of fun um but there's one because like the the premise of that comic strip is that john is really boring and he talks to his cat okay and he's sitting up there's one that the first panel's them sitting on a hill and watching a sunset finish and he says and now for the best part garfield and the second panel is him saying going home and in the third panel him turning his chair around and saying watching the moon rise oh shit okay cool it's funny i get it garfield yeah, wants yeah. to go home the, the humor here is that garfield doesn't appreciate nature he wants to get back inside blah 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 but think about the first the rarity of a situation where you can see a sunset and then a moon rise right. it almost never happens sometimes they're real close to each other yeah the positioning you would need to be in to be able to see both of them from the same spot they're on a hill so it could be the right spot it would only it be when there's a full moon and full like the sun and then a full moon and they need to be yeah. like lined up right because otherwise it's not that you get to do that every full moon you know it's uh because sometimes it's coming up because because the way it, sometimes the moon's high in the sky, sometimes it, the arc is high, sometimes right. it's low. If it's low and the sun is up high, the sun's going to go down before, after the moon has come up and vice versa in the other on the other end when the when the sun is low and the moon is high. Right. So it's like, I don't know. I've watched full moon rises in broad daylight. And right. um, I think I was telling you a few weeks ago. I was out, I was out chasing a sun sunrise on a day off and, um, I got to see it and the full moon was still out and the sun got up nice and high and it was nice and clear out. So there were shadows from like telephone poles and trees were real clear. And I stopped and I got out and I was able to look, I should have been able to look down that shadow of a pole and it should point right to the center of the moon and it was off way off not not way off like you know quarter of a sky but like um you know three or four moon widths yeah and that doesn't make for a full moon according to the globe model as far as i can tell i'm open to being wrong because i'm only observing this a little bit at a time i'm throwing out anything that anybody else tells me i'm just making the observations and the observation would tell me if it's a full moon the sun should be pointing directly at it right you would think in that at least in that model yeah but 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 yeah back to the to the garfield less less about the garfield it's more it shows that a whole lot of people including jim davis who writes that cartoon and all the 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 many many readers who in 1979 or 82 whenever that came out read that like i doubt that anybody raised their eyebrow and said hmm that doesn't happen it's just it's like a thing um i read a book to my son my three-year-old 
all the time that has a repetitive flow to it. And it's, and when the sun went down and the moon came up, tippy, 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 pat, the rabbits came in, right? Uh, sun goes down, moon comes up. That's not necessarily very often, <laughs> you right. know, at, right. at best, it's well, like a quarter and, of the time. And that means like the biblical nonsense that we're told, you know, where it says, uh, God created a, a light for the day and a lesser light for night. Well, the that lesser light isn't always there. So mm-hmm. what are you talking about? I think the lesser light was meant to be the stars and not the moon. And the moon is not. It, yeah, it's not. It's not a natural thing. It's um. It was. Well, it's it was, interesting. It was instituted. I think the sun and the moon. Here we go. They were instituted when they when they altered time and gave us like the Gregorian calendar and everything and created day and night mm-hmm. because there wasn't that delineation before. Sure. It's um well it's interesting again with the way we as people take it in. There's it's really easy to say the sun belongs to the day. And the moon belongs to the night, or you could reverse it. The day belongs to the sun and the night belongs to the moon. But there's not really anything behind that, except storybooks, except programming that makes us associate this with that. Well, now, granted, the the only one that plays in both realms, though, is the moon. Yes. Right. Yes, that's true. Well, is it true? Yes, I think so. It's certainly true for my reality. But what about someone living in Alaska where they say to get 30 days of light, and 30 days of dark on the on the opposite ends of the solstice? You know, it might still feel like night, but you can still see the sun a little. Right. You still sure. see Man, that glow on the horizon. I could observe for the next 50 years. I could rigorously observe. And all I'd have to do is go to Alaska for a year and everything would be wrong. Everything would be wrong. <laughs> everything would Dude, be wrong. It would be the craziest <laughs> shit to just go to the arctic circle and just have like fucking 60 days of just daylight just it's light out yeah all day every day it's, it's light out it's a wild concept a wild concept to me on its own is there's a period of time there where like the sun kind of goes down but you'd only get half a sunset and it would come right back right. up fuck i would be watching that every day if i could <laughs> you know what i mean yep. and i, I imagine you get some similar just... things with the moon does the similar things happen with the moon up there? I never hear any. I've never heard anyone talk about that. Um, right. You know, we only well, hear about the sun stuff. Yeah. Like, where's the moon in this in this weird place? And see, and see what sucks is that's a rabbit hole that I could totally go down. Like right now, oh, pa- yeah, pause for too. a minute. I'll be back in three <laughs> hours. Okay. But what would I come back with is a bunch of data and shit that I didn't observe and right. nothing absolutely nothing new for real i would just go okay this is the general consensus from the people that i read that's it right right (laughs) you know not anything i've observed right like yeah and that's that's where i've gotten with things man if i can't observe it verify it myself i don't i don't believe it and and then i still don't trust the shit that i see Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that's right. where I'm at. I, I don't trust the shit that I see. Uh, stuff's not lining up. I see stars moving. I've seen 
such weird shit in the sky. Mm -hmm. Uh, My wife and I were out in Fredericksburg. uh, God, almost a couple of years ago, I guess, at this point in time. Um, And we saw crazy shit in the sky, dude. Like purple lightning, fucking um, two green, like shooting stars that intersected. One went down, one went this way, and they went zoop. Like, at the same time, we've watched um, at our old place, we saw this green light that looked like a shooting star or something, like a like a helicopter or something. But it fucking, it was this green light that was traveling, and then it stopped right above the horizon and sat there for like 10 seconds and then vanished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, I saw. I saw. I think is it called Starlink, the Elon Musk thing. Yeah, I I'm told I saw that about two years ago. I was well in it. I'm observing the sky at this point in time, and I'm at a campfire with some some friends, and I look up and I saw a cluster of gosh, I don't remember now, five to eight stars essentially, all moving in unison. And I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you know, it's like late at night. People are eating s'mores and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I look up and no reaction from pretty much anyone else. Everyone was just like, oh, yeah, that's Starlink. I heard we were supposed to see it about about today. And I'm just like, Starlink, like the Elon Musk shit. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, so what is it? Like a big fucking cluster of what? What are we seeing? And they're all uh, start. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like, what, what are you talking about? Like, it's it's neat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, everybody it's... stopped and looked at it, but nobody else. I mean, Lanny and and my son were both like going, "Whoa, what the fuck! Right. Like, Dad's gonna go crazy. This is gonna he's gonna be talking about this for a long time." Yeah, dude, this is intense. <laughs> and, and it was. It was intense, and almost more intense to me is that no one else gave a shit. No one else fucking, no one else wanted to observe it because like I said of myself earlier, um, I left it up to the scientists. They left it up to other people. And all it took was even just one person out of that crowd saying that they knew it was Starlink and everyone there was pretty smart. So they all know that it's Starlink too. Right. Right. (laughs) You know, like it's kind of, it's kind of that smart thing you do, but smart people do is like, they already know, you know, like it's, and, and it's not that fascinating. They're not learning about space for the first time. And they're not learning about internet connections and Elon Musk and Starlink for the first time. So it's just, yep. Same as uh, my whole life when I've seen a moving star. You say it out loud to people around you. What are they going to say? Oh, it's a satellite. Right. It's a satellite. And now I go all these years later, I'm like, well, okay. So they say satellites are about the size of a Volkswagen rabbit. They say they float at this float because I know they're hanging from balloons, right? They say they're orbiting at whatever the distance is. It's anywhere from like 150,000 miles to like 300,000 miles. Yeah. And it's a retarded. Think about how there are satellites beyond the moon, supposedly. Think about how bright the light, the size of a Volkswagen rabbit right would need to be free right. like i got a mountain that's uh that's ten thousand. they say it's ten thousand feet tall it's 30 miles from here 
And if you took the brightest light I could possibly imagine and shined it at me from there on a crisp, clear night, I don't think I'd see it. Right. Like my, my brain says I was the the inverse square law of light. Every time you double the distance to a a light source, it's diminished by 75%. So like it, it doesn't take long before an in very intense light is just gone. Like, I hit people with that shit all the time. The sun is eight light minutes away. Eight <laughs> light minutes away. And it's a speck in our sky. Like, it's it's a it's a tiny little disc yeah. in our sky. Yeah. And if it was size eight of my minutes thumbnail. closer, right? And if it was eight minutes closer, it would take up the entire freaking horizon. It'd be all that we see. Eight minutes away, it's this tiny little ball in the sky. But see, they screw and... us all up with that distance. Eight minutes away. Like, I mean, nobody's watching, but you saw I just turned the lights on and off in here. Like, yeah. how quick does that g- drop and come back up? Like, based on the light. I mean, like, that's the speed we're talking about. Eight minutes of traveling that fast? Fuck. <laughs> right. You know, like, that's so far. Right. Like, and it's... then you think... And then, but if you get to just our sun, if our sun, based on the inverse square of law of light, how far they say our sun is, the size of it and everything, at less than one light hour away, we wouldn't be able to see it anymore. Yeah, right. It would be invisible. We wouldn't be able to see it with the naked eye. It would give us no light, no heat, no nothing. One hour away. Well, and think about this. If, um, I mean, we've talked to, I know we've talked about, I'm sure we've talked about, I know you've been down this hole with the moon and the reflection, the idea that that's reflecting the sunlight. Okay. But let's move past that and say, okay, we can see Mars from here with the naked eye reflecting the fucking light off of a supposedly red rock surface. Dude, fucking Mercury. We're told that we could see Mercury. Right, which should be between us and the sun? Should be between us. So we'd be seeing the backside of it, and Mercury is the size of America. And it's 64 million miles away. Like, it's like, what? Like, you're fucking crazy. You're a crazy person if you think we can see Mercury. Like, you're absolutely outside your head. To see it at night would be impossible possible the way i'm just thinking that out absolutely impossible it would be only visible during the day Mm -hmm. which uh you know the way it's described anyway all that stuff is unvisible during the day because it's too whited out from the brightness of the sun and the reflecting on our atmosphere maybe a dome that's in between here and there um and (laughs) um yeah like i don't know man I, i hadn't I haven't really contemplated the mercury thing. I need to, I need to like essentially meditate on that. I need to rigorously observe that. And I can't get to the observation point. I just need to rigorously think about that for a long time to even begin to entertain the idea that anyone could ever see that that exists. Right. Right. (laughs) Like the fact that we know mercury is there debunks the heliocentric model and fucking Globers cannot wrap their heads around it. They just can't. Man, even Venus. That's a good one. Even Venus. Like 
how would we see Venus at night? Like I can go outside in the spring. I can go outside at like 11 o'clock at night in the middle of the fucking night. And Venus is right fucking there. They say it all the time. That's the one. Like, that's like, like if there's a, the, uh, again, what, what if you see a single extra bright star and you're in a group of people and you say, Hey, look at that extra bright star. What's someone going to say without knowing anything? Oh, that's Venus. Venus. <laughs> that's Venus, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because that shouldn't be observable. Well, Venus night. has been considered Lucifer too, because it's the morning star, right? But I might like, be able to, in uh, the morning, in the fall, you can see it. Like it comes up right before the sun. Is that, um, okay, but is that Venus you can thing? watch its trajectory through the sky. Like it goes around and then you don't see it anymore. And then in the fall, it starts coming up. And in the late summer, it goes, you know, or spring, it goes down. Yeah, I've got to think hard on this because I can almost think of ways that we could see it in a night sky. Oh, God, I, it's not something I can. I got videos on my page. On yeah. my space is fake and gay page. Uh-huh. I have videos of me going outside at eleven o'clock oh. at night and Venus is directly above me. Yeah, and don't, like, don't get me wrong. Fuck? I know that you can see it, right? I yeah. know that people see that, but I'm just trying to visualize I'm all I'm ever doing, all I'm ever doing, Bob, is trying to debunk the fucking the the, the helio model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? You know, right. like because okay, like one thing that I've never been able to get a really straight answer from um science lovers is are the paths of our what is it nine planets are they perfect circles around the sun or are they ovals that like cross like like is there one pole of gravity that's pulling us all in perfect circles sometimes they say yes other times they act like you're a fucking retard if you if you think that they do go in a circle you know but right. i can't i've never found like an official source that shows anything other than perfect circles but right. then it's indicated that they're probably not perfect circles around the well sun. the math alone the distance between us and the sun is 93 million miles uh in the summer and 90 million miles in the winters so that alone would give the idea of an ellipse yes right 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 yeah yeah so i don't know all of that is it's it's a little too in my head at this moment. Like I need to use paper and pictures and really think about it. I need to go back to I still have my, my favorite space book from childhood. It's on my son's um, uh, bookshelf. I don't know what it's called. It's like our solar system or something. And it's just got yeah. like picture after picture of and by a picture, I mean, you know, cartoon after cartoon shows all the planets and their and their paths that they take. And it shows a cross cut section of what it looks like all the way from the core to the crust on each planet. Uh, all these things that yeah, I like, now know. How do they know that retarded. shit? It's but so I keep stupid. It, I keep that. I keep that on my son's bookshelf and we look at it as often as we look at. I have the Flat Earthman books right next to it. And, yeah. you know, like we I don't know. I'm not I'm not telling him what's going on out there. Cause I don't know, right. um, but I'm, I'm showing him, look, there's some different ways to look at this. And this one makes a lot more sense than the fucking official one. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, uh, take that one, for what you will. One lines up with observable reality and one doesn't. Like, he can fully understand that we don't know what's at the center of the earth. Right? right. That's easy. It's easy for people to understand that. 
but then you see the cross section of the earth and you have to go oh okay so they made that up and then you see it for other planets and you're like oh they're extra making that up <laughs> you know like they're showing a yeah. cross section of of uh pluto yeah yeah oh okay like, come on yeah we know come what's on. inside of that and how and far people away just it is. fall for it man people just people just believe it they just believe it they take it for for reality without thinking without looking you know without just kind of going wait a minute everything they are else they're telling me is a lie why would they why would this not be a lie too Right, but you're um, taking that. That's taking that from our perspective, from a lot of our perspectives, where sure. we know that things are lies. A lot of people don't realize shit is a fucking lie. Man, they just yeah. A lot of people. A lot understand. of people have no reason to look into it because they've never thought to because they've never they've never questioned. Well, they're so they're so mindlessly engaged in their bullshit lives. Yeah, that it doesn't matter to them, right? Like. Like I've got friends. They're like, man, I'll try to talk to you. They're like, man, I don't care. I still got to get up and go to work tomorrow. So why the fuck do I care? It's true. Like, and I'm like, and and, and you know, this is this is something man. I say all the time. <laughs> Not necessarily on podcasts, but it's that at the end of the day, the shape of our universe, our solar system, our planet, our you know, like all these things, the shape of it and how it's laid out, and our observable sky and all those things, it doesn't really matter because, like you just said, or your friends say. You got to get up for work the next day. Like it, it doesn't matter for our human relationships with each other and how we interact day to day. Like there are all these things that it has no effect on. And I can, I can say that with all my heart, but then I take a deep breath and I go, uh, but does it not matter? Right. Because that's a lot of fucking lying. That's a lot of us a not lot. fucking understand where we're at. That's a, that's a big fucking deal, man. That's a big fucking deal that there is this much depth to the lie that uh, there are books upon books upon books and there are scholars and there are students and there are the average people who take all of that in and there are magazines and there are websites and there are uh, the news programs and all these things that are all telling you one thing. And if it's not that, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it, it, it kind of is. Right, <laughs> dude. I want to just go join an Amish community. Like, how yeah, do I do right? that? How do I just disappear into an Amish community? Like, well, I just, just like on your recommendation, I watched Kingpin the other night. Yeah, I hadn't seen it for a while. dude. Damn, so that was awesome. Now I, I'm so up on what what Amish communities are all about. <laughs> Man, they would be the shit. Like they figured it out. They figured it out, man. Um, they've decided not to join this bullshit system. And dude, I need to start looking where where there's there might be some around me. Just go like, hey, what do I gotta do to join up? And what what do you gotta do to be friends first before right. joining? Before like, you know, fuck your everything in your life and go take your whole family and go in there. Like um uh Owen Benjamin. I don't listen to him much, but I have, I honestly, I haven't listened to him in, in like a couple of years, but I hear, I, I hang out with some bears and stuff sometimes. And I'm yeah. kind of aware he spends a lot of time with Amish, Amish or Amish type people in uh, really? I, Idaho, Idaho. Yeah. I in yeah Idaho? I'd imagine there's a decent amount of them up there, but from my understanding, he's in no way joined any of their communities, but he started homeschooling with them and he's, started they've they help him and he helps them he'll he'll go do chores with them and they help show him how to do 
um, uh, fastener free building, you know, so you're just using pegs and, and holes. Yeah, man. And they've been doing it for hundreds of years. They've got it all down and he's been raising animals for a little while. So he knows how to help. And his wife is becoming friends with the, with the wives and they're having to do, you know, and, and like, so what I'm getting at, I shouldn't be describing him too much. Cause I'm, I'm kind of going about hearsay on that, but like, is there a way that if you had, if you had a community down the street from you, start integrating yourself, you might find yourself in two years from now being like, fuck the world we're moving in, <laughs> you know, right. and, they'll, and they'll accept us because we've been working together. Right. Just know those people. I don't think there's of anyone like that here at all. I don't think there's a single community like that in my kind out. There's some cool, find out. there's some cool ish places, but they're not that cool. Um, you know, like Christian farmsteads that sell raw milk and right. things like that, but they're not, they're not that fucking cool. They're not, they're not Mennonite cool. <laughs> you know? Right. No, I just like the people that live outside of the system are just that they intrigue me in a yeah. lot of ways. And their retention rate is really high. So, you know, they they haven't, you know, become extinct. Mm-hmm. Which which says a lot. Like I mean, that's... shit, they even took Randy Quaid back after everything he did in Kingpin. <laughs> right they're very forgiving so um yeah this observable reality comes to a head and turns into a bunch of shit man i'm i'm heading to an amish community i would love to find out that amish people if you talk to them about like flat earth they're just like no don't know don't care this right it doesn't matter the shape right. of our of our fucking planet i'm not contemplating that for one second because i've never contemplated what they're telling me on the tv right right see it's important like when i go ah oh, but is it a big deal yeah it's a big deal because we're all being lied to right but if you're not being lied to if you're just not hearing the lies if you're not partaking right. in the lies then suddenly the shape of where you're fucking standing does not truly truly does not matter the only reason it matters now is because we're being lied to right yeah yeah because we're looking beyond the veil they there's no veil Mm -hmm. with them they're they see that shit it's way over there with it we don't want to fuck with that so don't care i heard some interesting Uh, shit um kind of background stuff i was listening to they're talking about the history it was it was old it was like 30 year old thing that I was listening to and they were talking about the history of China and science and that China was behind the Western world for a long time because they refused to accept a model of the universe and they wouldn't attempt to create a model of the universe because I see if the person was, was right about anything they were talking about, they're saying that the Chinese saw something at, a spirit called shin which is in everything everything that's natural has shin in it and if you were to make a model of the universe it would immediately be inaccurate because it's a man-made creation and therefore it couldn't have shin therefore it couldn't be an accurate representation of the universe and i was like oh i wonder if that goes for the for the globe too you know yeah and they were talking about it was until they started being able to accept all the maps of the universe before they started accepting science from the outside world. And then that's when they came in and started dominating and that at the times that they did and, you know, all this stuff, it was 
it was kind of fascinating just that part it was Dude, like i think on. the chinese culture i mean you think about chinese medicine um you know just chinese theory on things there's a lot there's a lot to it um and and just asian cultures in general are seem more connected to shit mm-hmm. i mean there's uh forget the name of the community but the oldest community in the world is in japan where like the average age of death is like 105 yeah some yeah. shit uh-huh these people are so connected that they just live for fucking ever uh-huh like and and who knows if they could reach higher vibrations they're probably not right connected they're just eating really well and connecting with earth in almost an unintentional way that's just the way that they are right like mm-hmm. um but if imagine what they could do if they increased their intention and actually like became became true sentient beings which i think none of us really are i was listening to that channel old world florida quite a while ago and the guy on there dr lago uh i forget his name um he he was talking about longevity of life in florida and there's like handfuls of people who've lived to like crazy old ages there and all those people were nudists who only consumed oranges and he was like hey and be careful don't go just thinking that this is like some fucking thing where you can just eat oranges and stay alive for one thing they're eating oranges straight they're like living in orange groves and right. eating from the trees and being completely connected with nature 24 7 and being they were nudists not like they wouldn't have used that label but they're people who stayed in the environment all the time and right that with those oranges like uh, he was giving numbers like specific individuals he was talking about he had like names and like this guy went uh 1322 days without consuming anything but an orange and the guy lived to like 100 35 years old 140 years old stuff like that it was like holy shit dude now i don't think the oranges honestly have anything to do with it except for that's their location but it's kind of like wherever you are what grows here naturally and can you live naturally in your environment and i wonder if something like that's going on in those in that old town in 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 japan i think you said right people are living to old ages not necessarily eating, being... you're supposed to eat what's around yeah i mean look on the box of any anything you get at the store it's not from where you are mm-hmm. you know it's not sourced there it's not grown there it's not processed there nothing it's from somewhere else and i don't think that's how we're supposed to be living we're supposed to be you know consuming things when they're uh, in our area when they are ready to be consumed and each one of them gives us what we need in that time and that's it i I mentioned to kaylee the other day i said hey there's a bunch of stinging nettles out by the coop can't we harvest all that shit and like use it for really awesome shit she was like yeah yeah there's fucking tons of it talk talk to uh, uh, get get a hold of me and lanny about it uh yeah we're we're super into nettle consumption both as medicine and as food i mean simple enough pick those fuckers puree the shit out of them add some basil add some salt oil some nuts you got yourself some pesto oh just eat it it's a little strong that'll be a little strong that'll be a little like whoa (laughs) damn (laughs) but you know just that right there you can consume it just like that 
like once it's been processed once you've once you've chopped the shove you don't even need to use a processor just use a fucking stick and beat the shit out of it until it's a paste pastify it and um you know you're not gonna get stung by it or anything like that right we have a we have a local gal here who um she comes over she harvests nettles from our from our property we let her take everything you want because we have too many uh just let us follow you around and you tell us everything you know about the plants you see (laughs) right and her her business is called nettles and petals and all she does is fucking make medicine sells it online wow that's fucking rad largely based off of nettles yeah nettles are fucking awesome i hated them my whole childhood and yeah the weeds i know they're weeds i've turned them into my medicine so yeah fucking talk about talk about conquering nature no shit man not conquering nature living with nature right right because that's something i wanted to say of it is that like we you were saying we should eat what we can when it's available but it's almost like the whole human story as we're told is us fighting and beating nature right oh no no we can eat food all year we can eat our favorite things all year round uh was an idea like a hundred years ago that people would work hard to like preserve food, like canning and things. Uh, I'm, I'm talking down my wife's business by, right. <laughs> by right. saying this kind of stuff. Now I'm all for preservation of food. I live in this world as it is today. So like, I got to fucking deal with that. But, um, right. You know, but that's more protection. If shit hits the fan than anything else. Right. Oh yeah. Like that's, we don't live in a natural world, so I can't, it's not trying. Oh, yeah. And you're still sourcing it locally and all of that is that's, that's, you know, that's fucking, Y'all are at a level that we aim towards every day. Well, well, see, okay. But at the same time, like, as I do what I do, you know, like uh, a couple months ago, I was like finishing off my compost for the year and I'm like super proud of it. Like, ah, dude, I did fucking good this year. It's going to be awesome next year. This is going to be our, this is going to be the source of the nutrition of our food and all this kind of stuff. And then I'm like out in the woods a minute later. And I'm like, I'm looking at how first the winds came through dropped a whole bunch of little little cedar branches which are hard to break down yeah. but it carpeted the place as the nettles and everything else was dying and it carpets the place and then the maple leaves all fall and they carpet over top of those and then it starts to rain on top of that and it starts patting those down which completely covers up those those cedar pieces that are hard to break down those can sit in a compost and not necessarily break down in a year right like they, they they're resilient right. But it's like, it's this perfect system that when we don't touch it, the whole woods is composting always. Right. And now, and now it's getting going to get covered in snow and it's going to sit under the snow with the leaves and the, and, and, you know, the bugs are down in the dirt and they're all laying there. And eventually they're going to start coming up. They're going to have to go through those cedar to get to the, to get to the maple, to get, you know, to get to what they need. And it creates a perfect, perfect fucking compost pile. But mine kind of sucks compared to that. Or even if you just look at an apple tree, I can really understand an apple tree. You don't touch it. You let the fruit fall. The deer and other animals come by and take a bite or two out of it. They don't devour those apples. They just, they just open it up. And then the sun beats down on that and it ferments it. And it fucking, it's, it's fermenting. It's making essentially apple cider vinegar, which is seeping into the ground as it, then the rain comes and it fucking, goes through the winter process and gets covered and by the time spring comes back all of that's completely gone it's all gone right back into the root system of the very tree that it fucking came from not to mention the deer pooped while it was eating (laughs) not to mention the rabbits and and all the other creatures that are coming by it's like 
Dude, all these things. We, if we don't touch it, if we if, don't, if we stop fucking shit up, then it all work great. <laughs> but all we do, humans are the worst, it. man. We're the even worst when we're doing it, creatures. Even when we're doing it, like I feel like I'm coming from a very good place as I'm fucking doing all these things. But if I take a step back, I go, man, everything I'm doing is just fighting nature. And maybe that's the opposite of what I said. Uh, dude, I would love nothing more than to build an A-frame in the mountains and live just a 100% natural life just right there. Be amazing. That shit would be a dream. Like, just you gotta be smart. Live completely off-grid, all gotta natural. Be gotta like, be able to do be, it. It'd be the shit. But we're not allowed to. There's that too. We're not allowed to. Mm-hmm. I have to engage in the system. If I want to say, fuck this shit, I just want like three acres up in that mountain. I'm going to build my own house. I will fucking provide everything myself. Just leave me the fuck alone. They're going to say no. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they, won't, <clears throat> they don't want you to do that. Mm-mm. And even when you do do it the way you're describing, you're not 100% nature if you're building an A-frame, right? You know? Sure. But yeah. I mean, even you know even animals build storage, build oh, shelter, true. right? It's like true. even it's even true. animals build shelter. Yeah, uh, no, beavers I'm, build dams and for shelter. And I'm just birds trying to have nests and shit. I'm always so. trying to take it as far back as I can, just to think about. You know, mm-hmm. if you were living in an A-frame, I certainly wouldn't come knock on your door and be like, "Why don't you try living naturally?" <laughs> you <know>? Right. <laughs> you know, it's far from that. You'd be fucking doing it right. Yeah, because I've been, I've seen the the cool like mountain buildings where they have grass and shit all growing on the roof yeah man and i'd want a fucking nice good a-frame and just have things growing on the roof dude you know it's awesome i haven't seen one in a long time but when i was younger and i was researching history of the of the pnw the pacific northwest um there are a lot of old like 19th century photographs of indians in their homes and you know what a lot of their homes were fucking giant cedar trees that they hollow out the base of. Yeah. And there's just a fucking doorway into a goddamn tree. And these trees are, you know, they're massive, like redwood, redwood forest si- sized cedar trees. It's what yeah. apparently they came through here and fucking logged completely out. There's pictures of the, of full size ones with people living down in the base. And then there's even more of ones where it's like, we did them a favor and we cut it 10 feet up so that they could keep their house. Wow. Because <laughs> we're cutting down that fucking tree. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> uh, and, you know, like a, a, a understanding of my local history, too, is really wild because I think of my great grandfather or even my great great grandfather is coming out here and it should have been those giant cedars, right? But no, by, by the late 19th century, they had completely logged this area, so they yep. say. And what their job was, what a farmer clearing their land, what they were doing more than cutting down trees was blowing up with TNT, these massive stumps that were the size of a house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wild. All gone. We just destroyed it all. We don't we fucking it deserve all. this realm. It might no, be a prison, we don't. but Jesus. we don't. But so, here we are. Like, I, I also often wonder what this place truly is, right? Um, and I think it's generally a temperate climate. 
with its own light. There is no day or night. I think it's illuminated in a way that we can't understand. Um, and it's like Costa Rica. Like there's just abundance everywhere you eat where where you are. Mm-hmm. Gives you the nutrition, you know, and you're supposed to just be part of it. Mm-hmm. We aren't part of anything. All, we're not a part. We're fighting. We're just constantly fighting it. Right. To live our, just so that we can eat our fucking SpaghettiOs and, and rice aroni or whatever. And you we know, wonder like, why it's in constant turmoil. Yeah. Like uh, we are just fighting against all of it. It's insane. And then, and then just to, to put this all together before we put a nail in it. And then you lie to the sh- lie to the shit out of people and tell them they're not where they really are. And you fucking make up all this like space bullshit and all that kind of stuff. Like just to, just to Dude, seal the time. Deal. Well, they just alter everything. So, I mean, they've altered time in yeah. itself, right? Daylight savings time and all that nonsense. I think they have the ability to condense the day, right? They, I think they have the ability to manipulate time in a way that we can't really comprehend either. Oh, um, dude, that's fucking far and, out. It, well, dude, think if, about, if I think about it. The I was talking to somebody the other time. day, and I said, look, I said, okay, daylight savings time happened, right? And when daylight savings time happened, the sun was coming up at like 5.30, and it was going down at like 7.30, right? And now it's it's flipped. Daylight, like, supposedly daylight savings time just shifted everything one hour. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, if it was getting light at 5.30 and dark at 7.30, it should have shifted back to light at 4.30 and dark at 6.30. But what happened is it flipped. It went light at 7.30, dark at 5 30 and it just shrunk the amount of hours that we had light in one day mm-hmm. like it did it literally overnight this wasn't some progression to that yeah it's crazy too when you look at daylight savings and how that's always close to the to the equinoxes which makes it so as soon as we start thinking we got shit under control under under our own understanding as the uh, rigorous observers that we are right <laughs> then they fuck it all up yeah ma'am well we i think we got to put a nail in it yeah uh, we're, we're we, we've hit out. on a lot of good <laughs> shit tonight though man yeah this dude. was this was this was a good one um always a pleasure man yeah it absolutely is i hope that everyone's uh <laughs> following your um perpetual skeptic because you've been posting stuff about the weather again which pertains to what we're talking about tonight and uh man i just want people to look the fuck around just observe your reality that's that's the that's the my final words of tonight is just simply my final thoughts of tonight are simply please take a look look for yourself and try maybe try to stop repeating shit you hear i need to do that too i'm not saying i don't fucking repeat shit i hear people say but the less we do that as individuals, the more true information is going to be. I can't remember if we were recording or not last week when we were talking about the truth can always take the pressure. If it's right. true, you can put all the pressure against it that you need to, and it will never crumble. And if something crumbles, it's because it's not necessary. It's not necessarily meaning that it's false at that point, but it's not a hard truth at that point. For right. you yourself, if you can't answer every fucking question, it's not that hard of a truth. Right. So, I well, hope that- and here's 
is one thing I wanted to drop too. I completely forgot about. I'm remembering it at the end, and I'll drop the bomb. We could still bounce. Sweet. With all of this, um, with all of this crazy weather that's going on, right? We have all this crazy shit going on. Um, if you think of the second law of thermodynamics, where little high I'm pressure. I'm familiar with the first and third. Can you go over the second one real quick for me? The second one <laughs> basically is that high pressure seeks low pressure and will oh, equalize. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Right. So a high pressure system is a hot system. Uh-huh. That is hot air is a hot, is a high pressure system. Cold air is a low pressure system. How are we not in a constant state of cold areas being neutralized? Mm-hmm. And then how do those places continue to become cold? I think they have to be generated. I mean, right. I'm just, I'm immediately answering like I have any fucking clue, but I, I figured that they have to be generating cold. They're, the they the area to. is right. generating the cold. Right. The If we picture the globe, the two poles are generating the cold, right? And maybe right. the heat is the natural, but those things are constantly fighting it or something to that effect. Right. Or if you look at a more realistic model, we are surrounded by an outer layer of cold, an outer ring, if you will, of cold. And then we have cold in the center of things as well. And it's constantly fighting the, the hot and the cold are constantly fighting. But then at the same time, how does it, how is it cold here and hot here in Northern Washington and hot in Northern Oregon, which as Adam uh, from Deborah gets red pill lives right down there. We'd experience that all the time. You right. Know, where I'm, I'm cold as shit. He's hot as shit. And it's like, hmm, I don't know. How, th- shouldn't those bleed? Don't those have to bleed together? Don't they have to neutralize each other? According to, did you say a second law of, of thermodynamics? You know, yep. it's they like, should seek to neutralize. Yeah. Hmm. Like, that's, that is a law of physics. So something there is wrong. Either yes. the model is wrong or the law is wrong, right? Well, it's probably that the law. Well, it's probably both, but right. I don't think the I don't think the laws are what they say they are. I don't think there are fucking. Well, laws you can when it comes you can prove things. high pressure seeks low pressure. You could prove that. Sure, that's a, that's a provable thing. Roll that down the window in your law. car. Um, well, a law is just that it's provable and repeatable. Uh, the the outcome is predictable, right? Like, okay. um, so you know the second law of thermodynamics is something that you can prove. You can be driving down the highway at 70 in a car and roll your window down. And there's going to be a vacuum to the outside because you've just opened the, the window to a high pressure system. And as you're whizzing by the air outside, it's a low pressure system. And so you can, you know, and that's, those are tangible experiments that you can do. Um, Isn't it so different though, when we're talking about the difference of 600 miles, and an open sky with no windows in between. <laughs> you know what I mean? Does like how? Uh, I don't know. It's getting. We're getting right. going to get way too deep, yeah, way yeah. too quick. Uh, let's uh, anyway, let's put think, a, let's let's think. put a, a nail nice. in that thermodynamics, and we'll we'll keep <laughs> we'll keep our hammer handy to pull that a claw hammer handy okay, to man. pull that back out, and we'll we'll go there again sometime soon. All right, brother. All right. This well, this has been a good one. I am perfect. definitely content. Are you content? I'm pretty fucking content right now. I'm feeling content as shit. Hell so with yeah, that, brother. I will bid you adieu.
Later.